This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's time for your weekly trip around the bases with your hometown team. It's Inside Twins, where we dive into the minds of the guys in charge for insight, information, and analysis. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Inside Twins. We are live here at Target Field, just outside the Thompson Reuters Champions Club. It's the Twins and the Diamondbacks one more time to wrap up. This three-game weekend series, Twins seeking a sweep. And this afternoon, Bartolo Colon on the mound for the Twins seeking win number five overall this season. Left-hander T.J. McFarland as the Diamondbacks will kind of piece this one together today, a bullpen day to wrap up this series. I'm Corey Provis. We thank you for tuning in. You can reach us in two ways, by email, InsideTwins at TwinsBaseball.com or on Twitter, hashtag InsideTwins. It's also Hall of Fame weekend. It was Michael Kadire's night last night. Today, it is former GM Andy McPhail. So we're glad you're with us. And our guest in our Sunday program, great to have the chief baseball officer from the ball club. We welcome in Derek Falvey. How are you? I'm doing well, Corey. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's great to have you back on the show. And uh, first, your reaction to Hall of Fame weekend. First time you've gone through this in a new role. I, I tell you what, at each juncture when uh, since I've been here, to the, the history, when we celebrate the history of the Minnesota Twins, uh, we do it in a, a just classic. A way it's been it's been special for Michael. I've talked to him quite a bit, and certainly got a chance to know Andy uh, and ask how he's felt about the weekend. They're just so honored to be to be a part of this organization and and continue to be. I know that Michael last night his speech was unbelievable, and the things he talked about not just on the field. And we knew who he was as a player, but his relationships with teammates, you know, the importance of his family and otherwise. He's such a great mentor for everyone in this organization. We're really happy to have him. Bringing Kadire back and naming him to his current role with the front office and Torrey Hunter, Latroy Hawkins, what was your role in bringing that group back? Well, certainly those guys you know, have uh, an established history with this organization. I, I just feel fortunate to now be a part of the Twins and, and have met them. Uh, over time, when I got here, uh, Dave St. Peter was instrumental in, in bringing the, their names up at different junctures, mentioning that they would have some interest potentially in, in being back here, had a chance to then talk with all three. Uh, Thad and I both did. And uh, their passion for this organization, not just for working in baseball. Those guys love the game, no question. But their passion specifically for the Minnesota Twins, really stood out and all wanted to be a part of the organization in ways that went beyond just signing autographs and, and, and being around every so often through the course of the summer. These guys have gone to our minor league affiliates. They've watched players for the draft. They were here for the draft. So we've used them in just about every capacity we could use them in baseball ops. 
I'm glad you brought off the brought up the draft and their roles with the draft. What different perspective, maybe unique perspective, did they offer compared to somebody in your chair or a former scout, even a guy like Thad Levine? What was different about the way that they viewed amateur players? You know, I, I would even take it back before the draft itself, but as we were preparing this uh, this spring, and we were down in Fort Myers, uh, had a big meeting with some of our player development staff with a few of the senior scouts that were in town, Mike Radcliffe, Sean Johnson, Darren Johnson, that group, and Michael and, and, and Latroy and, and Tori all came into those meetings. And they were, as we were work, working through different players and talking about potential opportunities for adjustment and development and what we could see growing moving forward with this group of players, those guys offered different perspectives on the, the challenge from a player's standpoint in terms of making that change, the things they thought these players would go through from a makeup standpoint in the minor leagues. And then that translated up until when we got in the room in June. And as we started talking about players, you get as deep as possible on you know, close to about 800 players that are on a draft board. And you ask questions about you know, their makeup and, and what ch- adversity they've faced before and those guys can layer on some context to what they've gone through in their careers to help you understand that you know a kid's going to have some challenges along the way, but now how can how is he going to handle it? And these guys have gone through it. It's been it's been tremendous. All right, we'll take our first break here on our Sunday program. A lot to get to with Derek here as our Sunday afternoon moves along. We'll speak with Derek about Glenn Perkins, also a new hire the Twins made this week in the front office. Jose Barrios last night, the surge here from Buxton. Much more to come. Derek Falvey is our guest. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond. Home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. We're live on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis back with Derek Falvey on a warm Sunday here in downtown Minneapolis. Twins and the Diamondbacks. It's uh, Bartolo Colon today for the Twins and lefty T.J. McFarland will make a spot start for Arizona. And Derek, the baseball here, the Indians were in town and we saw why they have that great pitching staff and that staff. You know, quieted down a really good Twins offense, but now a response here this weekend against another good team in Arizona. Yeah, it's been. We know we're going to play you know, teams that are certainly in playoff hunts, and uh, the Cleveland Indians right before this now Arizona Diamondback team that's in a, a really good position for a wild card in the National League. Uh, I've been. We talked all year about one word that describes this team, and it's resilient. You know, they, they just keep bouncing back after some tough losses, some some different stretches where we haven't played our best baseball. But I do know that this group here each and every day comes to the ballpark expecting to win that day. I look at the offense and the way that this has been going now for a few weeks, and it's not just Dozier. It's not just Sano, who was kind of quiet when this winning streak happened not too long ago. It's Buxton climbing right now. It's Polanco playing his best baseball. Eddie Rosario's been maybe the steadiest twin all season long, not to mention Kepler. It's a part of it. So seeing this young core kind of come together at the same time, it's it's fascinating to watch. We're, we've been talking about that really from the beginning of the year was we needed to see that step forward, that meaningful step forward for, from some of our young players, and you just identified a few. Buck certainly had some struggles at the beginning of, of this year. We stood behind him, his work and his process with James Rousen in the hidden cage and what they were doing daily on defense and otherwise, he, that never wavered. So when you look at what Buck's done now, I think that's a testament to the work he's put in. Same thing with Jorge Polanco. Went through some struggles at different times this year. Continues to persist in his work. Now, guys like Eddie Rosario, who's playing about as good as anybody in the American League right now, and, and as you mentioned, Max, that just adds to the Sinos and Dozers and Mowers who have been really stable forces for us in the last 
lineup at the beginning of the year. As for Buxton, he's going to bat third today. Remember, Byron began the season batting third the first four games. He had third. He struggled one for 18, 11 strikeouts, but he's batting third, and the lineup does look differently. Maurer not playing a lefty. That's not unusual, but no Miguel Sano who had to leave the game midway through last night due to left lower shin soreness. Any update today? Yeah, nothing yet. Uh, certainly something we're, we're evaluating and, and very sensitive to. We want to make sure he's in a good spot. You know, was running last night and felt a little bit of tightness, you know, something that may have been presenting over the last couple of days. Fought through it. That's just who he is. But our, our, our team, the way they've gone about the next man up mentality this year has been great. They to, wherever you are in the lineup, wherever Paul puts you in there, uh, whatever position you're playing, you've got a responsibility that day to put the best effort forward. Forward. And that's what that's what our guys are doing today. Miguel's as tough as they come. If if he had to play, could he play, or is this something that it would just it just impacts his mobility, his strength that he just can't go right now? I, I think that you, you hit it nail on the head right there. He he probably would if we'd let him just power through. We just want to make sure there's nothing more, you know more serious there that we need to attend to. Uh, we want to be cautious about making sure that he's in a good spot. He's fouled some balls off his leg over the course of the year. That those things not he's not unique in that sense. But um, you know running and and the, the pounding on the legs sometimes can just be a little. There's some soreness. So we want to make sure there isn't something underlying uh, an underlying issue there that that we need to take care of. And we're hopeful we get him back here shortly. Robbie Grossman disabled list this week. Uh, fracture a bone top of his thumb time frame for that injury our hope is a, really about a three to four week period of time here it's a, it's a very minor fracture but in a position kind of north of that knuckle on his thumb uh, that uh, we just want to make sure we keep an eye on it as it progresses and heals it was a very unique thing just running into buck and a quick hit of the of the thumb uh, but we're hopeful we get him back here within the month if it lasts that long and yeah you could have some sustained postseason runs from some of your minor league affiliates if that doesn't happen, though, where could Robbie go to get some at-bats? We can set up, certainly when you get to September and you have expanded rosters, you're going to have opportunity for some guys to throw that haven't been throwing at the major league level as we add guys to our roster. Uh, so there are simulated games. There are things you can do through the course. You could send a guy down to Instructional League because you're going to have a lot of opportunity uh, with some really young players down at Fort Myers. So we'll be sensitive to that. I think Robbie's somebody who really takes great care of himself, puts himself in a good position. I'm, I'm confident when that heals up, when the bone is in a good place, he'll be ready to go. Mitch Garver taking Robbie's spot on the active roster. In fact, Garver had his first big league at bat last night, struck out today, his first major league start. He's at first base. When the injury first happened to Robbie, I think all of us started to think, okay, Granite's coming back up, but he's dealing with a minor injury. Did that impact why Mitch over Zach? Sure, yeah. I, as you just pointed out, Zach's been dealing with a little bit of tightness in the hip groin area, and we all know speed's such an essential part of his game. Uh, last thing you want to do is put you know, Zach in harm's way up here and force him into action when he's dealing with some soreness. So that was a consideration, but at the same time, uh, Mitch has certainly you know, proved himself down in AAA to be worthy of a call up here that was you know, he stands alone in that sense and I think uh, we felt like with the opportunity he's played some outfield you know, he's played some first base he's obviously caught a great deal uh, we felt like he has the kind of flexibility to help us out moving forward too all right we'll take our next break come back we'll dive into Glenn Perkins also get back to September call-ups curious to get Derek's thought on if the people you're going to add is different now that this is a contending team as opposed to a team like last year that was out of it at this juncture. So we'll step aside. More of Inside Twins next and your home for Twins Baseball. 
Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Twins and the Arizona Diamondbacks, a little less than, I should say, more than an hour from now, again, with the Hall of Fame ceremony taking place. First pitch likely today around 1.30, and we'll have that entire program coming up. Chris has the pregame show next at the bottom of the hour. Corey Provis back with Derek Falvey, and we kind of touched on September and September call-ups briefly, the last segment, and... You know, September is going to hit us on, on the next homestand. And I, you brought up a good point about call-ups. And I'm curious if if the conversation, and I know this is your first go-around, but still if the conversation is different when you're thinking about adding players, not just to bring up, to add a third catcher, but to do so with a contending team. Is that a different conversation? Certainly. I, when you go into September, uh, some teams are – uh, in a position where uh, maybe they're they're not at that moment fighting for a playoff spot, so you're thinking entirely about long-term development. I think you know certainly we have an eye on that. Uh, we've talked about that with the players we've brought up already. I mean the Zach Granites of the world, the Mitch Garvers, um, the Trevor Hildenbergers, and Alan Boosnitzes. We felt like those guys. This was the next step in their development was to get up here to the major league level. But we also felt they could contribute to to what we're doing here in the short term. And as you've said, we're we're in a we're in a hunt right now. We're, Every game matters, so uh, we we won't be focused exclusively on development of young players in September. We'll, we'll be looking for pieces that can help us moving forward. Now, sometimes those two things come together, and I think as the players I just mentioned, you know, whether it's Mitch Garver making his debut today, we feel we feel like he can both help us and take a next step forward in his development. Doubleheader for the Twins coming up uh, tomorrow in Chicago. Tim Melville is going to start one of those games. For the Twins, he had three games, two starts with the Reds last year. A guy that, that you signed in June and threw pretty well. Yeah, uh, Billy Milos, one of our professional scouts who uh, does a great job covering some of our independent league work, uh, identified Tim Melville as somebody that he thought could potentially help us You know, in a depth capacity at the time chance to fill out some innings down in the minor leagues we've certainly had um we've had a number of injuries over the course of the year i think right now we have maybe a whole rotation's worth on the dl at the major league level but it's it's an opportunity to find different avenues to enter talent in the organization and billy did a great job identifying tim as somebody who we felt like had had some prospect pedigree certainly pitched up through and got to the major leagues and had some struggles went out independent ball reset himself and has done a great job for us down in triple a so we have a chance to have him impact us here in the short term the rain out wednesday i know caused havoc uh with with what the pitching schedule was going to be and i i fell victim to this as i'm sure many fans did as well that when you saw okay this is going to impact monday's doubleheader there's a vacancy with the 40-man roster could this be steven gonsalves's time and i'm sure that that dialogue happened uh, between you and many certainly uh, steven somebody who we've talked a lot about one of our fine young prospects who's going to impact the Twins organization uh, moving forward and that's that's what's most critical is we need to give some thought to what's the best thing for his development. Now he's only had a couple of starts now at the AAA level uh, he's certainly a young guy, capable and otherwise, uh, but in the short term we felt like for the start we needed with the doubleheader that we were going to go in, in the direction of Tim and, and Dylan and that gave us a chance to uh, to line ourselves up moving forward so Steven's somebody we feel great about you know, moving forward, he's going to continue to develop and put himself in a good position to be part of the Twins moving forward. And he's going to pitch today for uh, for Rochester. What do you like about him and his ceiling? I, I think what what's so special about Stephen, I got a chance to meet him for the first time last winter when we had our, our awards ceremony here and he was our minor league pitcher of the year and I, I introed him for that, for that award and as I was calling around to minor league coaches to ask some stories about him, I was pretty new at that point in time, I didn't know him that well and all the coaches, what, what resonated was 
who he was as a leader, who he was as a worker. We know what he can do on the field, but all of the things that go into developing into a special talent at the major league level, he was already doing in, in A ball and double A. So uh, I'm excited to see him take those next steps. We'll be thoughtful in that progression, but he's got a chance to really impact us. He's a left-handed starter with good velocity, a great changeup, and good feel for spin. So uh, I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, speaking of left-handed pitching, a guy that, that is new to AAA, a guy that had some AAA experience many years ago, but not during this latest rehab run, was Glenn Perkins. Why the decision to, to skip AAA and that three appearances with AA was good enough to get Glenn back up here? So Glenn was, uh, as um, maybe from a rules standpoint, just to bring up that you have 30 days to assign a, a pitcher through the course of a rehab assignment to to a major league, uh, to a minor league team before they need to be recalled to the major league level. Uh, Glenn was, I think, three to four days out when we made the call up uh, at that point in time. We felt like with his progression and what he had shown through AA and otherwise, one more outing in AAA wasn't going to be the difference between whether or not we, we viewed him to be ready. We talked with Glenn, certainly partnered with him through that process to get a sense for where he was. He said he felt good. I think some jitters the other night in terms of getting back on the mound for the first time in a long time uh, may have impacted that outing, but he's, he's confident. He can, continues to work and put himself in a good position. Quickly, one more thought before our last break. Hector Santiago, his status. Yeah, Hector's, uh, we've talked about some of our starting pitching that's that struggled some. He had an injection uh, and uh, uh, to, to alleviate some some pain he was having in his upper back, uh, we feel like we may have identified you know, now the root cause here uh, of some of his uh, pain and struggle. So he is he's progressed really nicely over the last few days. He'll start to throw tomorrow, and our expectation would be he would uh, if if everything goes well through that throwing program, we'd get him on some rehab starts here soon. And that 30-day window starts starts anew. It does when you pull a player back off of rehab assignment because there's a, a reoccurrence of the injury or otherwise you reset that clock. So there has to be another injury or a, a stoppage in terms of the, the play. You have to, That player needs to be shut down for seven days from game play. Once he's shut down, you then restart the clock. So a 60-day DL is not even in the conversation right now? No, that's not okay. in the conversation. These guys are working in a good direction. Both Hector, um, Dietrich ends, uh, as well as uh, some of our other guys are starting to progress really nicely through their, through their DL. Placements. Final break, come back, wrap up Inside Twins next, and you're home for Twins Baseball. Last few minutes of Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Probe is back with Derek Falvey. And the Twins made a hire this week impacting the front office. For those who don't know the name, tell us about Daniel Adler. Yeah, Daniel's uh, our new director of baseball operations. He'll he'll head up uh, our research and development efforts as well as help us with contracts, strategy, arbitration, and other areas of focus in, in baseball ops. Daniel's somebody who uh, I got a chance to meet a number of years ago uh, when he was first starting. He did some work with the Labor Relations Department with Major League Baseball, uh, after which he went uh, and started one of the first R&D and analytics groups in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars for a period of time uh, had worked briefly in the uh, with the New England Patriots, Cleveland Browns, some other teams. Uh, he's somebody who uh, I've always admired from a distance in terms of the work he had done uh, in that space, uh, and uh, we feel very fortunate to have him. He, there was when he uh, he recently finished up um, a JD MBA program uh, and had an opportunity to pursue uh, roles with different teams, both in the NFL, with Major League Baseball, and even outside of sports, and and chose us. So we feel very fortunate. He's a part of our team now. So he'll be jumping right in and putting his hand in just about everything, right? Yeah, feet to the fire. That's the way, that's the way to learn here with our group. So he, he's in our, our mix right now and part of the conversations from day one. 20 seconds. Give me a thought on Cologne today. Bartolo, you know, it's been fun. I, 
watching him go about the way uh, he competes, the way he prepares himself day in and day out. This guy's a true professional. I'm excited to watch him pitch. And he's defeated every big league team except for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, let's take care of that today, then. Which could happen today as we wrap up the series. Derek, great to see you. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the time, Corey. Uh, we thank Derek Falvey for joining us here on our Sunday program. It's Hall of Fame Sunday here at Target Field. Andy McPhail's day today. We'll have that entire ceremony for you here on the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Then Cologne and McFarlane in Game 3 of this series. We thank you for tuning in. Stick around. More to come. Twins baseball right here on your home for Twins baseball.